Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. And welcome in, everybody, to another episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. Today is a very special episode this Wednesday evening, so we appreciate you all spending some time here and joining us here on this Wednesday night, or if you listen to it on your favorite podcast apps later on as well, too. It is DJ joined, as always, by my co-host, Kelsey. And Kelsey, we've done a lot of different podcasts over the years, a lot of different topics, a lot of different rants, recaps, rankings, shenanigans, just random just randomness across the board. But today is something a little bit different. I think something that we've been looking forward to and have been it's been a long time coming, I guess is how you described it. Oh, that's an that's an understatement. This has been we've wanted to have this guest on. Actually, we wanted to have both of these guests. So the, you know, spoiler alert, one of them unfortunately was not able to make it today. But we wanted to have these guys on for a long time since we really started working with them almost a uh, year and a half, almost it feels like forever ago. Uh really at this point in time when we were almost in our infancy, they were in their infancy, and now it's off into big giant blue green pastures for these guys and, and and i'm glad to have them on finally this is a this is exciting absolutely well without further ado we can go ahead and introduce our guest the one the only the man the myth the legend the ceo the commissioner of Colorcast, the co-founder evan kirkham himself as well as joining us and evan we appreciate you joining us here today thank you so much for some time to talk Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I don't know about the legend, maybe maybe the myth as of recently, but uh, appreciate the intro. Well, you know what? A legend is subjective, so we'll, we'll, we'll go with that way as well. Maybe not a mythological legend, but like legendary. Like legendary. That's right. Legendary. Okay, fair. Um, nice to be with you guys. It's awesome. Yeah, we have been working together for a while. It's it's pretty cool to, to get to like recap all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been, I mean, we've been, we did tailgates last year together. We did everything, NBA five. This time last year, we were doing the NBA finals. So, I mean, it's been, wow, it's been, it's been a whirlwind, uh, to say the least, to have to, to finally get you on the, on the show. Yeah. Well, excited to be here, guys. Curious, uh, curious what you got on your mind. <laughs> DJ, I'll let you start it off then. You know what? That's a, I think it's a good way to transition into our first segment as well. To our first segment, of course, is known aphromantically as the tip off. The tip off, of DJ, course. I can't hear. I think you might have uh, muted on podcast there. Brought to, my bad. We are muted on podcast. We are brought to you by Doctor Squatch. Smell like a man. Feel like a champion. Well, too. So this first segment, I think we're going to kind of really in a little bit easily. We're going to talk. About, we're going to talk about some of your favorite sports teams as well, too. And I'm going to go ahead and kick things off and. We haven't talked about it much, but your Dallas Cowboys, a pretty interesting offseason so far as well. So you lose Amari Cooper, you lose Randy Gregory. Some questionable draft picks. I had Kelsey losing his mind as well, too, at one point. Go and tell me, what what are your thoughts on the Cowboys' uh, offseason so far? Honestly, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, I, I really, like, yeah, losing Gregory is rough, especially when I feel like our defensive line needed all the help we could get. Um we, I do think we had some pretty decent pickups uh, from the draft. So, I, are you not? I guess Kelsey's not feeling that way. He's just no, I, I, look, I, I don't know what to think about the draft. I'm gonna, I, no, my, me and the Cowboys are, are torn right now. The Cowboys are torn right now. Yeah. Well, 
Honestly, so I, I've got a double bias going on here because I'm a Cowboys fan and I'm obviously an Ole Miss Rebel. So seeing the seeing the Cowboys take Sam Williams at two uh, with the second pick, um, for me, it's cool because now I get to watch an Ole Miss Rebel play as a Cowboy. So um, I, I'm probably overweighting how good Sam Williams is going to be. Uh, but I, I do like that. Firming up the offensive line, I think that the Cowboys do best when we have like a rock solid offensive line. Um Although Zeke will probably never be the same, so it probably won't matter. Uh, but, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for it. Honestly, I haven't given football a ton, a ton of thought yet. I've been pretty into MLB. I've been pretty into the NHL playoffs. Um, and then, obviously, I'm rooting for the Celtics like the rest of America, other than maybe Kelsey. I don't know. <laughs> hey, no, hold on now. I mean, I, yes, I'm not going for the Celtics. But Casey, you remember Casey for um, talking sports? We just had him on, obviously, diehard Warriors fan. He's obviously not going for the Celtics, but something about the Celtics, man. I just can never get behind them. Yeah. They're a storied franchise, though. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know you said you're not already thinking too much about football, but I do have the one quick question I'll ask you, and then we'll go into baseball. Tony Pollard or Zeke, which, which one are you picking right now? You have to get rid of one of them. Who goes? Pollard. Oh, Zeke goes. I keep Pollard. I, okay. I was making this call. Um, I was making this call freaking all season last season. Um, I, I I think he runs faster. I think he runs harder. Um, I think he's a good catching back. Uh, I think he just has like he's just hungrier. Um, so feed feed Pollard. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I wish all of all, I wish all of America would understand. Feed Tony. All day long, all uh, end end of the day is he's he's going to be the future back in in you know Dallas and maybe this is back to the door set days that you know you you eventually have to let a back go and and work with new back in. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm for it. I'm for it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm, I'm pro Pollard. <laughs> you got to find a way to replace those Brinks trucks that Zeke is a commandeering right now. But I think once you get past that, we'll be good. You'll be good to go as well. So you just got to you know pay off pay off the cow for the next three to five years. Totally, totally. So, okay, all right. Obviously, you talked about NHL final, NHL playoffs. This is game one starting tonight. Uh, as we're recording this, actually, it's it, it is underway. Um, oh, yeah. But you know, you being in Texas, the yeah. Dallas Stars did make a nice little run there at the end of the season to, to try to get themselves into position. Obviously, Dallas Stars—they're a conversation to be had for many NHL fans. Like, do you love them? Do you hate them? Do they need to be a hockey team in Dallas to begin with? Yeah. Obviously, you have strong feelings on that. Oh, well, I'll start with the last piece first. Yeah, for, Dallas deserves a hockey team. Uh, the hockey scene in Dallas – so I grew up in Dallas. I played hockey in Dallas my like from five years old to 18. Like, uh, so I, I, the Dallas hockey scene is incredibly strong, all stemming from the, the Stars' Cup win in 99. Um, there's a really good hockey scene there, like adult hockey scene, youth hockey scene, all of it. Uh, really nice facilities for everyone. Um, so, so I'm for that. Uh, in terms of the stars, yeah, I think that we're kind of getting to the end of not, not the end of Tyler Sagan's career, but Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben kind of missed their chance. Um, I really like Mira Haskin and I like some of the other pieces they have there. This is going to sound kind of weird because they have their tra- um, traditional rivals, but, um, because I watched the stars play the avalanche so much growing up, I actually have a massive soft spot for the abs. So, uh, this has been a really cool postseason for me because the Avalanche are unstoppable. Uh, and I am like, I'm just loving what they're doing. And everybody turned off their TVs in Dallas immediately once you said you were rooting for the Avalanche. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, man. That's, that, is, that, is, that is a unique take because obviously the Avs and the Stars back in the day. And, and it's kind of one of those rivalries that a lot, I guess a lot of people probably don't think about as much now because yeah. it is, the Stars aren't where they were in the mid-90s. No. You know, when we're growing up, we we, yeah. we saw the stars at their heyday. So, uh, no, it's it's funny you mentioned that though. That with the Avalanche, obviously they are out of their minds right now. Uh, potentially, you know, finally getting a trophy again, uh, getting out, getting off the snide, if you will. And yeah, it, it's it's very interesting. Now, moving to the other sport, you said you're you you know you've been following lately. Your Rangers. Yeah. Now, on the on the complete turn of things from the stars, sitting in second in the AL West right now. Can you believe? It's, like, yeah. can you believe it? It's blowing my mind because they have no pitching in my mind. Their, their pitching's awful. 
I think that they overpaid for, like, Corey Seager, obviously really great player. Marcus Simeon, obviously really great player. But in my mind, like, you don't go pay giant contracts for those guys unless you feel like you your team's a contender. And I just felt like coming into the season before those acquisitions, the team wasn't a contender. So it feels like they're put, throwing good money after after a bad lineup or whatever. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, they're they're climbing they're they're climbing in the rankings. So uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm still fan. Um, I live in Austin now, so everyone around me is an Astros fan. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I, I've got love hate for the Astros. I you know just like the Avalanche, I, I see them so often that I'm like familiar with their team, so it makes me kind of like them. Yeah. Um, and also, this is this might be a hot take. I don't know. Um, I think the MLB needs a villain, and the Astros are a villain, and I think it's good for the game. So, so for that reason, I'm also sort of pro Astros. You know, it's funny. They've always always needed a villain. You think back in the day, the Mariners, uh, Yankees, obviously, everybody's villain is the oh, Yankees. Yeah. Uh, the Dodgers, still, 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 my enemy, if you will, as a Giants fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think the Astros they fill a good role and. They do it well. They, they they do it quietly and they do it well. That's just they just everybody hate them. They they do they do. No, they're they're awesome though. I love Altuve. He's probably, he's one of my top five players. So yeah, all right, I like it. So we've covered most of your Texas sports. We got one more. We got to jump in on yes. the Dallas Mavericks making quite the run there as well too. Getting past the yeah. Phoenix Suns when it all seemed lost and getting to the Western Conference Finals where unfortunately Luca's yeah. back eventually kind of gave out. You can only carry the team so far. What are your thoughts on the Mavericks yeah. run this year? Um, they went farther than I thought they would. Uh, I really don't think Luca has the supporting pieces that he needs. Um, obviously Luca's an insane player. I love to watch him. He's like, he's so sneaky good. Um, and, and, and literally every play is a three point play because he just draws so many fouls. One thing that disappointed me a little bit though, is, um, in game five, after game five, I guess, no, game four or five when they – that must have been five – when they lost the Warriors. Um, they did a press conference. And, of course, they still had one more game to give. They did a press conference, and Luca and Jason Kidd were talking about next season, and we got further than we thought we were going to get. And I'm like, dudes, like, you're still in this. And in that moment, I, I, I lost, honestly, some respect for both Luca and Jason Kidd because I'm like, hey, you, you, if you're still alive, you can't be planning for next season – so I really didn't like that, but um, yeah, they went further than I thought they would. Um, we'll see how they do next year. They really need some supporting players if they're gonna if they're gonna make a run. Luca can't do that. And as we found with the Warriors, the best way to beat the Mavericks is to make Luca play defense and wear them out. And so they just they just drove on Luca like you know every single possession, and he was just gassed. So now people know how to beat the Mavericks. So I think that next season is going to be a little more difficult. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you talk about their, their surrounding parts. Obviously, outside of Jalen Brunson, it was uh, a lot of nothing coming from the, the surrounding parts. Tim Hardaway obviously being injured and not being yeah. there. Uh, Finney Smith, uh, Dorian Finney Smith, he he did, he did his best. Let's just say um, he did with, his with best. What, <laughs> not not what you'd expect much from the from a guy that honestly most people don't even know his name. So to be totally. fair, uh, <laughs> and Maxi Kleba, all of a sudden it's like, wait, Maxi Kleba's like the number one three-point shooter on the team. Like, we right. clearly need more shooters. <laughs> yeah, that's Davis Bertans as well, stepping up. and then, Yeah, Berton, actually, yeah, Berton, Berton's kind of fun to watch. But, yeah. Not, not hitting a two-pointer until, like, what, game six of the, of the series? Like, <laughs> yeah. that was his first two of the series. So, yeah, it is, yeah. it's been a, it, it was a wild ride, so, for sure, for, for the Mavericks this year. I mean, Luca, he's an old man game. Like, doesn't play over a yeah. phone book, still somehow gets to the basket, still makes everybody look like a fool. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic to watch. Yeah, his court vision's nuts. It's like, oh, he's going in for the layup. He's like a half a foot from the basket, and he dishes it out to the three-point line. You're like, wait, what? Yeah. Someone knocks it down. Somehow he's going in a canned ham, but is bowling 295-pound DeAndre in the paint. It's like, okay, what is going on here? That's like an ant beating up a python, it looks like, <laughs> but it still works somehow all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. And, anyway, in the we'll spirit of the in the spirit of the NBA Finals and kind of a prelude to what we're going to be talking about here a little bit soon, I got sure. some NBA Finals Game 6 bets I'm going to run by, by you guys real quick. I want yes. to tell me where you guys would go if we're going to throw some money down. So first one is going into Game 6, da down 3-2, to two, 
Boston is a minus 170 favorite with a minus four spread. Are you taking Boston with that, or are you taking the Warriors with a plus four? Is this for Kelsey, or you want me to just no, kick that off? No, this for you. You're the guest of honor. You get, I, you get to make the first okay. guess. I no, refuse okay. to acknowledge this one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I think I got to take the Warriors. Um, uh, Steph Curry is unbeatable, and I think that, like, honestly – what I, what I think will end up happening is the Celtics will step out to an early lead like they've done in, I think, three of the three of the games already. But Steph Curry in the second half is just so unbeatable. And it's because this, like, even for 12-point run, Curry will march down the court, knock down some ridiculous three, turn it into a four-point play. And even though they're only chipping away at, you know, a 10- or 12-point run, he can shift the entire moment of the, of the game in like two seconds and make everyone on the court remember, oh, wait, yeah, yeah, that guy's the MVP. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, I really think that um, – I think the Warriors take it. I think that it probably is this game. Um, but if not, it's game, it's game seven. So I don't know. It's just hard to bet against them in my opinion. Uh, and especially if you're going to get a good line if they're not favored, um, then, then I'm taking Warriors. It, it feels like – Feels like it's about as free money as I'm going to get. <laughs> All right. Oh, Kelsey, you feeling the same sentiment going into game six? I'm standing by my pre NBA finals prediction of this going to game seven yeah. with the Warriors winning. So I think, I think in this one, game six, I do think the Celtics take it. What was it? What was the point spread you get for the minus Celtics? Minus four. There's a minus oh, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll, I feel like they'll win and they'll win by six, by six or more easily. So, okay. Interesting, and I'm yeah, glad that if, about... if they win it, I think they cover it, but I just don't think they're winning. So yeah, yeah, no, that's the thing. It's like it's tough because like <laughs> if they win, it's you know it's going to be one of those wins for the Celtics. Like, oh no, they're going game seven. Like they just blew out the the, the Warriors. Yeah, and you you know that's how it's going to be. But if they if they lose, I feel like this is going to be like a three point two point game. So mm-hmm. I feel like taking yeah. the Celtics points anyways is a good option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you all mentioned Steph Curry because the next one I have for you is. For he is for him to score more than 28 and a half points. That is a minus 120. So they're saying that the plus odds are if he scores less than 29. So you taking the over or the under? Over. Oh, man. <laughs> over. Uh, yeah. I, didn't he drop 40 last game? And uh, like game 40, 40. The game before? Yeah. Oh, game four. Game four, he yeah. dropped 40. I just think that, I think that, I mean, I was watching him on the bench after, after last game and like the smile on his face, you could just tell it's like, oh, wait. This guy's about to go win himself another championship next game, and uh, and what's crazy, I don't know, I don't know if he feels this pressure, but if Wiggins comes out and has a lights out game, Wiggins is all of a sudden like contending for that for that Finals MVP. I don't think that Curry probably thinks about this stuff, but like he's got to put on a show to secure that MVP. <laughs> he, he he is not LeBron James on the court, thankfully, where he doesn't think about his stat line. So. That yeah. is a uh, that is a plus. I will say. Um, I yeah. honestly, I, I I don't think he gets it. I don't think he gets gets the twenty eight. And there's multiple reasons. Again, I'm standing with my prediction that the Celtics win here. So that's part of the reason why. So he, he doesn't score twenty eight is is the big reason. I also think Clay might finally have that resurgent game. The the one where he just looks like Clay for a moment. Game. Six. I think it's gonna last. Yeah, like game six. Clay is is a thing for a reason. He's done it his entire career. Uh, but I don't think it'll last long enough for it to be like impactful to the game but i do think it'll be last long enough that curry takes off like the second and third quarter and was just like ah whatever guys we'll get him in game seven see you guys day center like bye Hmm. i just i just i i just gotta stick i just gotta stick with the celtics on this one like i just i think if any i don't know i'm gonna ride my ride ride this one to the death i guess Hmm. you know stick with it i like it stick by your guns next one i have is marcus smart over 16 and a half points is plus 100 so we say marcus smart gets over 16 and a half or under Marcus Smart over 16 and a half points. It feels like that does. I feel like I would want to take the over on that. I know it sounds, I imagine Kelsey will considering his like bullishness on the Celtics. Maybe not. I, but, I don't know about this. So this was tough. Marcus Smart is a fantastic basketball player. Uh, I think that he is the best point guard for the, for the, that the Celtics, I, I think he's exactly what the Celtics need. But he's not really a scorer, um, and and in my opinion, like he's he's about like he's a defensive first player. I, of course, we're talking about sixteen points, so it's like you didn't just say twenty nine points, um, oh, yeah. which makes it hard. 
Uh, I'm probably going under. I feel like Smart can't really shoot. <laughs> and he's going to have to hit a couple threes. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So. That's fair. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm honestly, I want to lean, I want to lean under, but at the same time, to your point about him being the point guard for the Celtics, like he is that dude. And he is also the heart and soul of this team. So like, I feel like if they are going to win, I, I think I need him to get 16 mm. and over 16 and a half yeah. at this point. So I need, I think, I, I think he needs to get 17 at least to, and it, and it will be some impactful threes. He hits those late second, late, late clocks threes all the time that are just like six feet away from the, the three point line. He's like, you know what? Why not? Let's just see what happens. Like it's going to happen or on a second chance opportunity. So yeah, yeah. I, you know what? Give me the over just because I, I again, write it until I die, I guess. But mm. so far, my predictions for these finals has worked out this far. I might as well see if that, see if it works. Right, just keep rolling with it. Yeah, well, let me, sure. a quick, quick claim to fame. That's actually not any fame, but quick claim to fame. Um, Marcus Smart graduated from my high school, so I got to pull for him in some ways. Yeah. Ooh, so, well, that's tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's just pure domination uh, Texas high school basketball. Just won two did state he, championships in a row. He's Yeah, he's a beast. Did he obviously. kind of flop all over the place in high school too, or did that kind of pick up a little bit later? Uh, oh no, he's been flopping. Well, the the hard part is he's he's been so strong since you know his sophomore year of high school that it was harder to sell then than it is like mm-hmm. against an NBA player. But um, uh, yeah, biggest there's, guy there's on the just flies thirty feet after a hundred and ten pound guy posts him up. I don't think pretty it's much. <laughs> it's like you're yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely harder to sell in high school, but he still did it. All right, cool. And this last one we got could win you some money or it could win you nothing whatsoever, but. The odds that both teams score at least 110 points, yes, is plus 426. No is minus 715. So do you think both teams can score 110 and win you some money, or do you think not a chance? Sorry, and no is minus 715? Yep, so if you bet the no, you're not winning a whole lot either. You're either not winning any money. I mean, it's like 36 return, probably, right? I'd, I'd, I'd probably take the, the over or the yes on that just because, like, I don't know. It sounds like it's more fun, the more fun position. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if the Celtics win, I think it's a lower scoring game. Yeah. Um, so, and Vegas, I, I feel like Vegas has probably got a price for, right. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're yeah. probably not getting to 104, but it, it would be more fun to bet bet the over. So that's probably what I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, if this was a, if this is a, if this is the bookend of a parlay, I'm taking the no. Like that's just the safe option and. Like yeah. it'll win me money at the back at the back end, uh, but yeah, like I mean, if I'm if I want to get paid, of course I want to take that. But I don't think either team has scored over one ten together, like at the same in the same game in this entire finals. I don't think together they have. I think they've taken turns maybe getting over, but I don't think together they've been able to because there's been some low scoring ones. Because I want to say the the Celtics' biggest win was like one thirteen is where they were at, I believe, and the Warriors were at one twenty six. But I know that was like a one twenty six to one oh two game, like. So yeah. I, I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go no. But like again, this is one of those like, if I want to win money, of course I'm gonna say yes. Like I, I like I, why not take the chance? Like drop five bucks on it, see what happens. But at the same yeah. time, if I'm in if I'm in a parlay, I'm taking no, and like I'm gonna hammer this one home as my safety pick in the parlay. Like like this one's gonna be like I I might take a flyer with Marcus Smart getting over 16 points, but yeah. this one's gonna win me money. We found your line in the sand. So that'll do it for our first segment as a tip off. And now we're going to get into Kelsey's second favorite part of every show. And that is our main event. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun. So winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino style games to choose from, you too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a world. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Our main event, of course, brought to you by In The Clutch Apparel. Click the link in our bio. Use code Hilo Sports. Get yourself some high-quality gear in there as well, too. And Evan, now's the time we get to talk about – we get to do what you wanted, what you came here for. We're going to talk about ColorCast, talk about some of the new updates, talk about all of it as well, too. So I'm going to go ahead and start us from the beginning, and we'll work our way a little bit forward as well, too. So tell, us, tell the people who don't know about ColorCast, who have been living under a rock for the last two years, tell them kind of how it kind of came about, like how it got started, the origins of ColorCast, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Origins of ColorCast uh, relate to my Cowboys fandom. So uh, I, yeah, so 
Um, sitting on my couch, watching a Thursday night football game. Jason Witten and Booger McFarland are on the call. Uh, both of them are notoriously awful. Um, Jason Witten is particularly pissing me off because uh, he's a cowboy, uh, right? But because he was on the network, um, in this case ESPN, he had to be purposefully unbiased. So Dak throws a touchdown. Jason can't cheer. Can't talk about sports betting. Can't talk about the beer he's drinking. I don't know if he drinks. Probably. Um, uh, mm. You know, can't 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 talk about what bar he's going out to afterwards. Which players he likes. Which players he doesn't like. And again, most importantly, can't cheer for the Cowboys. So I got so frustrated with that, I actually just turned off the TV. And in that moment, that was kind of the first what we're now referring to as the first listener side assumption. Listener side assumption was this: if sports consumption habits and news consumption habits track each other at all surely people would want to tune into their own bias. And that's really where it all started. We're like, ah, people want to listen to bias commentary. This was pre-Manning, this was pre-the Manning casts, like all that. Um, and of course, it's evolved way beyond that. It's not just biased commentary. Um, it's And it's not even just better commentary. We've, we've sort of been like, is it about having a better commentator? Is it about having someone that's like totally biased? Uh, and, and really what it is, is it's kind of all of the above. Um, it, so the best way we can put it is it's bespoke commentary, right? Like you get to listen to what you want to listen to. And, and maybe it's more of a variety show and less of a play by play. Maybe it's someone who's totally in the tank for the Cowboys. Um, uh, maybe it's a former player. Maybe it's, uh, just kind of a chopping, chopping it up with other fans. Choose the experience. You get to choose the experience you want during the game. Uh, and so that's where, that's where Colorcast started. And of course, we started with just it's it's honestly crazy. I, I wish I could show the kind of the actual progression of the app in terms of what it like looked like and felt like and, the, and, and everything. It quite literally started with one speaker, no chat, no stats, no scores, nothing. The speaker was quite literally just speaking into the void and didn't know if anyone was even listening uh, and let alone able to interact with them. So that was crazy. I mean, that's how we launched it. And at the time, I was trying to convince people to come on. I'm like, hey, look, like, create content here. Like, it's fun. It's a good way to practice. And that still remains true. But, man, like, that was a lot harder to sell than what we have today. Um, so fast forward to kind of what we're doing today. Uh, you know, we have talk shows before the show or before the game, after the game, uh, all hours of the day. Um, we also have uh, we pump in stats, scores, live betting odds, head-to-head, -head, box score, all of it, so that you have kind of shared context, as, as we call it um everyone knows what's going on in the game what what stats are happening in the game uh, of course you can text chat uh and as we're doing right now you can actually hop on the microphone and chop it up with the um with the caster so yeah it's come a hell of a long way oh and then the last thing we just brought out is now you can actually record your casts so you can build a portfolio of work um so we feel like Colorcast is actually in a really really great place now of course, there needs to be bug fixes. There's always going to be bug fixes, and some of those we prioritize, some of those we don't, uh, full disclosure. Um, uh, but in terms of like major feature sets, we feel like Colorcast is in actually a really good place uh, right now. So um, ha happy with, with the team and kind of what we've built. Yeah, no, it's, it's funny you mentioned. So I, like, I'm sitting here flashing through my head of, when, of, our, of our time on Colorcast. Like, so, you, you know, we, were, we came just after the – launch of Colorcast is when we first started and that was like yeah. the first rendition of chat getting put into Colorcast and yeah. I remember you know you mentioned bugs and I can't I, I it was one of the first big times like you guys had a big release and it was like there was maybe 13 casters on the app and yeah. it cracked like every yeah. like 10, 10 to 20 minutes we'd have a crash and it'd be like wow yeah. that's man this is gonna be like this is growing this this quickly like we're thinking like 13 casters was a lot at the time yeah and then there was, there, there was like the all-star game where there's like 45 45 on and we're like i mean it was going smoothly and then there was the nba or the nfl draft where we're like hitting 200 people 300 people listenings yeah and then yeah. last year's playoffs i mean it was like it's it's been fantastic to watch the growth just to see from our yeah. standpoint as casters and you mentioned it's funny because you know you mentioned obviously people like their bias and and to your point, it's not always about bias. We kind of like we grew our own standing with by trying to stay a little unbiased, but at the same time, like we, you know, we're a fan bias. Like we yeah. want to see what's best for the fans, so we'd speak that into existence. So it's funny you mentioned that. It's like our bias was kind of the fan bias at the end of the day. Like we wanted to make it yeah. a better spectacle for the fan, and, and and but everybody, I mean, everybody was able to find a market there uh, with the yeah. with with the growth of Colorcast, and 
it's been it's been a fantastic thing to watch. And obviously, we just yeah. took a break because we're, our work got busy. But man, it has been exciting to see to see the entire growth. And obviously, with that growth, we just talked about betting, and there was a big reason we talked about betting. Yeah. And I just want to – you guys had a huge announcement last week. And yeah. in my eyes, I've, I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but I believe you're one of the only one, only only people that will be integrating a multi-sportsbook app approach where you have yeah. access to multi, multiple different sportsbooks. It's, it's true, yeah. And, I mean, so I don't know if you're going to prompt me for this question or not, but I'll just go ahead and kind of talk you through the genesis. We um, – at a high level, we see Colorcast as a fan engagement uh, company and fan engagement platform, right? Like we want people to be more engaged with the game. And we knew for Colorcast, the way we could increase that fan engagement was to make the broadcast booth accessible. So it was engagement via accessibility. When we started thinking about how we were going to move into the sports betting space, we wanted to figure out how we could, like, was it even core to Colorcast DNA or were we just like chasing some trend right now? Admittedly, it's a giant, giant, giant trend that's not going anywhere and is accelerating. But but like we don't want to be in the business of chasing and moving away from our DNA. But what's crazy is as we started interviewing people, sports bettors, one of the questions we always asked was, what's your motivation for betting? Uh, and surprisingly, uh, and now it's kind of less surprising, but like surprising at the time was the number one motivation is to be more engaged with the game. You're going to watch, like, no, no shade to the Detroit Tigers, but, like, if I'm going to watch the Detroit Tigers uh, baseball game, like, I'm not engaged unless I have a dollar on it or $5. It's crazy what even, like, well, $1 will do to your engagement. Uh, so, so we're like, wait, sports betting is an engagement tool. Uh, and so we're like, wow, that actually is pretty core. But then there are some actually serious fundamental problems in the sports betting space right now related to accessibility, right? So it's like, whoa, whoa, now we're back in this fan engagement via accessibility loop. Like this is actually what we do really well. Um, and the accessibility is actually pretty simple. Well, not simple. It's actually like it's pretty diverse. Um, the sports betting space, it's like, I don't know where to get picks. It's not accessible. When I do find picks, I don't know how to actually evaluate those picks. The, the stats aren't easily accessible. When I do decide on what bet I want to place, I don't know where to place it because I don't know what the odds are. It's not accessible. When I go on to um, FanDuel to place my bet, I'm confused by what the hell 178 means. It's not accessible. And, oh, guess what? The books, and, and I'm honestly not trying to throw too much shade on the books either, but the the books don't want to make it accessible. Like, they're the counterparty. They want to win. Uh, and, and the more kind of asymmetry of information they have, the better shot they have of winning. And so we were like, wait, if we can help solve some of these kind of low hanging fruit accessibility problems, we can get fans more engaged with sports by being confident and competent betters. Uh, and so, so for us, it's a total fan engagement play and feels like very, very core um, to, to color cast proper. Yeah. Yeah. I like oh, but it's the multi books. Yes, we're the only people doing the multi-books. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I will, so it, it, that was one of the big things. Obviously, I, I was referencing your guys' big announcement last week um, that yeah. came out, you know, with your new seed round that came in. Congratulations, by the way. I know yeah. I, I reached you. out and texted you and when that happened because that was like – we passed it around on, on Twitter and then into the belly up. But, like, I wanted to reach out and be like, look, man, congratulations. Like, this is a huge deal um, yeah. because it's – like, I mean, that's – I mean, that's big. I just, look, we've – DJ – DJ has his own segment of DJ's best bets for a reason. Like sports betting is a thing going yeah. and it is continuously growing for a reason. And it's like, when I saw that you guys are doing multi books, that's a big thing that I'm like, I look at personally and I'm like, that's fantastic because well, yeah. I, we're in Ohio now and it becomes legal January 1st. The problem is yeah. which sports book is best for us. Right. Absolutely. So, and, and that, that answers that problem. And it's going to differ every, like if you put together a straight bet versus a five leg parlay versus a, dis a different five leg parlay. The, the book with the best market and the best odds is going to change every time. And so it's not just about having loyalty to FanDuel and thinking they have the best UX, like they might have the best UX, but they, and they might have the best odds for tonight's NBA Steph Curry three point line. Um, but if you build a multi-leg parlay, maybe you want to be placing on points bet because they actually have the better line. And we want to empower betters to make that decision competently without having to download 10 different apps and rebuild 
their picks in 10 different apps to figure out where the best odds are. Okay, I like that. That's genius. And I know exactly where DJ's best bets will be taking place here before too long as well, too, because that way I don't have to think too hard because that's when I start losing my mind. But that is awesome. To talk about. <laughs> I'm going to backtrack just a little bit as well to kind of go back to the journey along the way as well, too, where we kind of talk yeah. about the incredible growth of ColorCast, where I really, in my opinion, you could tell me if I'm wrong, where it really started the spike was after the South by Southwest that I think it was about yeah. a year ago, just a little bit over a year ago now as well, too. So kind of tell me a little bit about how that 13th annual South by Southwest pitch kind of changed things for you guys moving forward and how it helped propel you get to, to where you are today. Yeah, no, that's that. I don't know if I had actually lined up the growth of South by, but yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> it's uh, startups are about credibility. Um, you can build a really, really cool app and you can have a really great community, but even your best friend, or that's probably an exaggeration, even your friend once removed, isn't necessarily going to check it out until somebody else with authority says, no, 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 it's really great. Uh, and so that's really what South by helped us with is, you know, I got up there, did the, the it was a one minute speed pitch. So I pitched ColorCast. We actually won the competition. So we got to, you know, get a big media blitz out about that uh, and, and give ourselves some authority in the space. Um, and so that created some kind of organic uh, traffic, uh, and then traffic begets traffic. So yeah, no, you're right. That is, that is, that's, that is actually when the, um, the kind of spike started. Um, and we carried that momentum with this. And I mean, I will say this Colorcast in, in sports is, um, does have some seasonality baked in, right? Like the NFL crushes, uh, all other sports, uh, even all other sports combined. Um, the NFL is still by far the king. So we see, we have, and will see uh, significantly more traction when we move into the NFL season, like we have the past two years. But uh, but yeah, that anyway. To answer your question directly, yes, South by was a huge boon to us, uh, and then even just kind of pairing it with, oh, and here's the Super Bowl, and we're rolling back into the NFL season. That that was great. Yeah, like I remember that 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 was even a big one as well for you guys, like. Have you have you had that moment yet? Have you had the chance? Obviously, there's been a lot of successes along the way. Um, you think about you know uh, Vic Mensa partnering with you guys, all the yeah. different different groups that have that, that have come forward and helped to bring Colorcast to what it is today. Have you had that moment yet where you got to step back and and kind of I won't say admire your work, but just take that moment mm -hmm. to yourself and 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 with your team and and like obviously you Tristan and and the rest of the staff who have been working on this from day one that are that are yeah. there together. Like, have you guys yeah. had that moment yet to like, kind of like celebrate where you are and then get back to work like yeah yeah that's a good question um we're so deep in it <laughs> that it's hard to remember to celebrate like literally like even after winning south by or even after raising the seed round probably five hours later i have this moment where i'm like oh shit and now what do we do right like it, <laughs> it's always that um so so i'm never going to get away from that but, um, but I am trying to be conscious of, um, of celebrating. And one way we've done that, so, I mean, it's always like, hey, let's pat each other on the back. Like, let's, you know, everyone have a drink tonight, like, whatever. Uh, that, that stuff definitely happens. We're an entirely remote team. Uh, and not just in the U.S. We actually have a developer in the south of Brazil and a product manager in North London. So we're, like, everywhere. Um, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to get together as a full team twice a year and actually the first time that's going to happen well it happened in part most of the people were there for this last year south by southwest uh the next time it's going to happen is july 12th through 15th in new york for a big 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 uh sports gaming conference called sbc so i actually like i'm purposely planning like a full day where it's just kind of like team building like excitement let's see where we've been you know before we get back to work like let's celebrate but um I appreciate you bringing that up because it's something that like I lose sight of. And as, as the CEO, it's something I'd like, I really need to be co more conscious of. Yeah. Cause it's funny. Well, I, I bring it up because you, you and I personally have had conversations about that just based off of when, you know, how, how I reacted to how we were growing on, on color and how I told you, like, yeah. sometimes I forget, like we are, we do get a following on one, one program, but not on another because of something that we yeah. do well. And, and you know, it, it's, I always, I wanted to bring that up because obviously you and I, like I said, had had that conversation. I was, I'm always curious to know if you, you guys have had that chance to come up from there yet though. Cause I mean, yeah. this is the first time, you know, you've really had a chance to breathe. It feels like in a while. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, 
it's the first chance we've had to breathe in a while, and I don't think we've fully come up for air yet. I guess this is the uh, I guess it's the the uptake, but hopefully we can get some of that when we're when we're all together and actually able to like cheers, uh, physically cheers with it with a beer. So that's that's the hope. Absolutely. Well, you know, we're going to spend a little bit more time kind of admiring your work and smiling and looking back a little bit, too, because I'm going to read you some quotes from some guys that have a lot, a lot of money bags just hanging around, too. They definitely have some bags secured. Talking about ColorCast. Next Coast Ventures Managing Director, Mike Smirklow, says that he believes that the best proprietary technology and ease of use ColorCast is changing the way we interact with live TV and, by extension, other sports fans. Tribeca, ESP's managing partner, John McEvy, I think I butchered that name, I apologize, Second of those statements, saying we are doubling down on our bet. The speed at which the ColorCast team iterates is seriously impressive. I have every reason to believe they will be able to address the problems in the sports betting industry, like widespread confusion and betting terminology. What does it? Yeah. How does that make you feel knowing that these people with Brinks Trucks on standby are saying such positive things about your app and everything you've been working so hard to do and even literally saying doubling down on our bet to bet, bet on you guys? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's awesome. Uh, both of them... So John McAvoy, uh, John McAvoy at uh, Tribeca. Um, yeah, they, again, they came into our first uh, financing round. They came into this financing round. I've developed a really good relationship with him. Uh, he's fantastic. I, I really like the guys and gals over there. Um, and uh, it, it is, it's awesome to hear them say things like that. I mean, um, yes, yeah, so that's great. Uh, Next Coast Ventures, Mike Sparkle is the managing partner there. Um, it's funny, they're, they're actually like 10 blocks away from me here in Austin. Um, <laughs> they have a sweet little shop uh, in this old house. It's great. Um, but uh, no, he's he's a kind of consummate operator, former Fortune 500 CEO turned venture capitalist. Like he's a really, really like smart guy and uh, a good critical business thinker. So hearing him give us that phrase is also really great. Um, at the same time, now, now those, now those, you know, those individuals are, are part owners of the company. And so, uh, here we are like with this, do I get to breathe or is it actually more pressure? Uh, and so it's nice to hear that stuff. But then here I'm like, all right, like, you know, Mike's taking a bet on us. John's taking a bet on us. Uh, let's, let's see what we can do. But, um, you know, for them and, and just like what John said in his quote, it really goes to our team, um, for iterating so quickly and being so responsive and so open, we're operating unlike a lot of other companies where uh, we're just kind of an open book and we're saying, hey, if you have a good idea, let us know. We'll build it. We'll iterate on it fast. Um, and uh, I say, I've said this in my pitches, but like, for instance, if, if the data told us that we needed to build a dating app, um, I wouldn't be shocked if our team could spin it up in four weeks. Like we've got that kind of engineering prowess and that kind of just grind uh in us that um that i i've got full confidence that we'll with the with the cash we have on hand the, the runway that gives us that we'll be able to roll out something really really cool but it's it's great to hear those guys having that same confidence uh well if you could help out with my dating life that would be fantastic no, i'm just kidding yeah just just a kelsey dating app i don't know i'm sorry everybody else you don't get to use it it's just a beta for me like we'll see if it That's works <laughs> no but yeah. right. so obviously we've, we've alluded to it a lot though uh you obviously have a lot more pressure coming your way now with the, the seed money i say yeah. a lot more pressure it, it's however much pressure you put on yourself uh, at the end of sure. the day but what is your plan? What is your next steps? Obviously, we talked about the sports betting app, but what else yeah. is in, is coming up for for Colorcast? Like, can, can you let us in on some of the details coming up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so so a lot of the attention, and by a lot of attention, I mean like eighty plus percent of the attention will be us trying to bring the sports betting app to life. I mean, we're talking about like incredibly complex um, back end development. Uh, spinning up of an entirely new interface. Like we'll separately brand it. Uh, there's just a lot. We're in some ways we're starting from scratch. In other ways we're totally not because we have the business infrastructure, the capital, um, the you know capital coffers. We have the community. Um, we have just kind of like the operating experience. I mean, when I started Colorcast two years ago, uh, I was an attorney. Like I had never run a business. I'd never hired anyone, fired anyone. I'd never raised money. I had never, um, I had never done any sort of software, not that I do software development, but I didn't even like understand the lingo for software development. Um, so, so like all of that, getting up to speed, that kind of like learnings that we got from Colorcast will help us accelerate the betting app. 
Um, but there's still going to be a significant amount of time spent on that. So honestly, Kelsey, like, I don't know what's beyond that yet. Cause that is just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a beast in front of us. Um, and I have confidence that we'll, we'll be able to do it and do it well. But um, yeah, there, there's going to be that same, just like we went through with color cast. It's like, here's the app. Whoa. There are a lot of bugs. Let's squash the bugs. Whoa. There are more bugs. Let's squash those bugs. Turns out people care about this one little feature. Let's superpower that. They want this. Let's build that. So we'll have to go through all those iterations the same we did with with Colorcast. Okay, that, that makes sense. sense. That's awesome. That yeah. makes sense. I definitely look forward to it. My <laughs> other question I have too is Colorcast and the new betting app. How how do you kind of envision them being ingrained together? If that makes sense, like is it as simple as clicking yeah. a button, or how how do you plan on how do you see it working together? Yeah, good question. So um, I haven't. So as I mentioned earlier. Um, First and foremost, they, they share like a really similar DNA, right? So it's about uh, accessibility to a previously inaccessible piece of sport, um, to the sports universe, the broadcast booth or the sports book. Um, so that accessibility unlocks fan engagement. Uh, and so it's, again, the, the DNA is like very, very similar. In terms of the actual app connection, we're still dreaming up how we connect the apps. It could be in the Colorcast app, there's quite literally just a bet now button uh, when you're when you're listening to a game that pushes you over to the app and gets you in that, uh, you know, looking at bets for that particular game. It could be something as easy as that. Uh, down the road, it could be something as, as uh, complex as a full kind of blown integration where it's just one app to kind of rule them all. Um, I haven't gotten really that far yet though, because uh, all, all that I do know is that we need to prove the independent value of the sports betting tools that we're building. Uh, we'll never, ever charge. Well, I'm, whatever. I'll say these words because I don't think I'm going to eat them. So we'll mm -hmm. never, ever charge uh, people on Colorcast to use Colorcast, to listen to Colorcast. That's just a free service that's a community building uh, and kind of like fan engagement service. Uh, that we'll continue to give out for free. It's where our community lives. Uh, it's how they interact with each other. Like that's that's always going to be that way. Uh, the sports betting app will have monetization components. Like we'll have a, and I don't know where the paywall goes, but there could be a paywall to access access some premium features. There could be a paywall to check out on different books, for instance. Um, so there, there's some sort of monetization that happens there. The reason I bring that up is because in order for us to be a, successful business we have to monetize and so i need to spend the next 18 to 24 months making sure that monetization engine rocks uh and when and if and when it rocks then we can start saying okay how do we take the monetization engine that is the betting app and blend it with the community building and retention engine that is Colorcast? uh and maybe there's just some simple integration maybe it's a deeper integration but i think when we have those two component part component parts kind of with this common thread of fan engagement via accessibility i think we're in a really really strong position as a greater company yeah no, definitely I, and i'm actually glad you said that because obviously you've you and i we've had talks behind the scenes a lot and 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 a lot of the the growth and and that's something that you've always been adamant about is keeping color cast free and 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 I, yeah. you know, I'm glad we're we're doing this on Colorcast as well. So I mean, you people, the, yeah. you, the 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 uh, the group that's there, the audience that's there, they do hear this, and we are recording it as well. You know, we're using all the fun features as well. But yeah, there it is. <laughs> you know, uh, it is it, the reason I bring that up is it's 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 good to, in today's day and age where everybody gets the rug pulled out. I mean, you talk you talk crypto, mm -hmm. it's the next big thing. Rug pull, you know, like yeah. Yeah, you know, you you get a free. Uh, so many people get freelance gig jobs. A rug pull in those situations. You know, yeah. To have something as simple as a app where you communicate with your friends through Discord, through the conversation app, to have the CEO yeah. of that app come back and reinforce the same statement you've been making for two years. Of, yeah. We're not going to charge anybody, and we're going to let this be a free app. That's really, I mean, let's be honest. It's disrupting the way people watch sports nowadays in a good way. It's yeah. It's providing a different yeah. aspect for them and. And to hear that time and time again is it, I I enjoy it from a lot of standpoint, and I know looking at our audience, I mean, looking at the the entire Discord built for Colorcast is like everybody yeah. in there is is in love with this this app and and what it's been able to do yeah. for them. So it's it is nice to hear that at the at the end of the day, you know, despite everything cool. else that's changing, I gotta yeah. say it is nice to hear that at the end of the day, and I know a lot of people are probably appreciative of that as well. Um, but you yeah. know, I, I 
building this building this sportsbook app obviously is is huge um, to what you guys have planned for the future. But not only is, is did Colorcast disrupt the the sports like entertainment realm, you're now sports bet. Now you're going to interrupt sports betting by providing a multi sports book. Yeah. What what's what's the next thing you guys are going to interrupt? Because I want to be on the <laughs> forefront of it. Because I'm I'm I don't here know, for man. it. I don't know. I just, uh, so with the with Colorcast the company, uh, it would be something in the sports space. Uh, I don't know what's next. It would have to be so. Again, we want to do things that are really core to our DNA and core to our community's DNA. Um, fans, fan engagement. So it would be something probably along those lines. I don't know, like highlight collection. I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's a good question. I'm, I'm still on the sports betting thing. Um, but uh, it could be something there. Um, I, I'll tell you this much. And, you know, if, if color, so Colorcast has been successful to date, um, if it's kind of successful over the long run, and, and basically my, if my wife lets me do this again, um, then and I, and I do something outside of sports. Uh, I don't know, man. There's there's a ton of things that can be that can be disrupted. Um, I just haven't had a lot of time to sit down and think about what those things are. I guess. Haven't been able to breathe. <laughs> I'm gonna get a text message somewhere at random morning. Like, oh, hey, I figured it out. It's gonna be the dating game. We're gonna disrupt the, get it, the yeah, dating. Yeah, that's what it is. You're right. It's the dating game. Unfortunately, I do have the one question I have to be the bad guy for as well, too, because I've already gotten two texts about it during this as well, too. I have to ask the, the app coming to Android or coming to the PC or anything like that as well, too. Is there is that all on the forefront or are we sticking with iOS for now and everyone be patient? Uh, thank you for giving me the answer. Yeah, we're sticking with iOS <laughs> for now and everyone be patient. Um, <laughs> as I've said before, there's actually reasons for this. So with the money and the runway and the tech team that we have and everything, we need to go prove the sports betting piece. We have, again, we're not charging our users. We have to find a way to become a profitable company. Uh, and the sports betting is the way. So, so that's what's putting the color cast Android on hold is let's go build the sports betting piece. Now, the reason we're building sports betting on iOS first is the exact same reason we built um, color cast on iOS first, which is uh, you really don't want to experiment in two separate Petri dishes. Uh, that would mean that every time a bug is reported on I the iOS app, we then have to go check for it, uh, fix it, whatever, on, on Android. It actually, in a lot of instances, means two development teams. Uh, and that's just way too much for us to handle right now. So our whole goal is to, like, iterate. Like, if, for instance, if we had been, if, if we had launched ColorCast on Android and iOS, we wouldn't be near as far along in product, product roadmap on ColorCast as we are today. Because every time we rolled out stats, we'd have to roll it out in two separate places with two separate code bases. Uh, when we rolled out multicasting, two separate code bases, two separate places. So for us, we're prioritizing speed until we hit that inflection point where we're like, oh my gosh, we have exactly what we need. Now it's just little tinkers. Let's replicate it. And so that was the same way as it was with Colorcast as it's going to be with, with the betting app. I'm glad we recorded that because I'm going to send that to anyone who sends me the text message any more time. It's yeah. like, you'll be fine. You'll be patient. Sorry. Jump on Facebook Marketplace and go buy an iPhone or something like that. You'll be fine. In there the you go. There you go. Yeah, you I'll, get them cheap I'll send now. Really cheap. Hmm. Um, <laughs> send, send me that recording because I've got some people to text it to as well. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I got to ask. We've referred to it as the sports book. I know it's early in development. Yeah. Do you guys have a name yet developed for it? Or are you kind of, are you spitballing? Are you going to send it to the community? What's the, what's the plan on that one? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's one I haven't given a ton of thought to, but here, here's my, here's my gut on it. So, um, and, and maybe I'm, maybe I'll take this back. I hope I don't offend anyone with this answer. So um, <laughs> in the next couple of weeks, we're going to do like this really, really deep branding workshop where, um, again, I've already talked about sort of how I've talked multiple times now about how the DNA is kind of shared. But the question is like, who beyond our, the, the current community is like the ideal customer for the sports betting app? Like, what do they like? Everything from like, what is their education level? How sophisticated of a better are they? So we have to think about these things when we're putting together kind of our brand heuristics. Once we have the brand heuristics, then we can say, okay, like, let's, I'm just making this up. But let's say it's like, college educated um moderately advanced sports better right like then maybe the name is like something more um i don't even know something more like 
polished or something like that versus um i, I don't i don't I, I hope you understand what i'm saying it's like i need to figure out what the brand heuristics are before i go for the name now the question of whether the name whether or not we crowdsource the name uh I think that I, w- I would love suggestions. So suggestions for sure. I think at the end of the day, um, the name needs to come from our team. And actually, more than anything, it really needs to come from me um, because I have to own the vision. That's actually the job of the CEO is to set and to own the vision. Uh, and so although I love crowdsourcing ideas and information, I really can't crowdsource decisions. Um, so send me your ideas, but uh, I'll tell you what the name is. <laughs> so so not no so no better McBedding face or something like that, right? No better, yeah. Hey, submit whatever you want. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe it'll ring true. <laughs> well, from everything I'm hearing, it sounds like DJ's best bets is off the table. So I'm just gonna I'll just ignore that one for now as well too. But best just, bets though, don't hit that. Um, I'm getting somewhere. I'll take. I'll take two thirds. We'll send. A, we'll send a contract over. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. As we're on the back end of our main event, Evan, is there anything we didn't talk about? Anything you wanted to touch on before we send you off into crunch time? Or Kelsey's favorite segment. Is there anything you wanted to touch on, really quick? Uh, no, no. You guys, you guys uh, asked me all the questions that that I wanted to answer. Yeah, so that that's perfect. So we're gonna Keyword head off. wanted. Wanted. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, you the Android question, so. I, I had to throw it out there. My phone was exploding. Lee probably heard it fall off of the table because it kept vibrating with those exact questions. So <laughs> nice, that's going nice. to do it for the main event. So that's going to send us to Kelsey's favorite segment of our podcast, Crunch Time, brought to you by Swift's Lifestyles. Click the link in our bio as well, too. Use the code Hilo Sports. Get yourself some nice pre-workout fuel as well, too. So Crunch Time is where Kelsey and I like to do either our rants or, in color cast terms, our hot takes those things along along those lines as well too. So Evan, we're going to open up to you. Any right. hot takes in the sports world or any rants or anything you'd like to go on and see if you can out crunch time, Kelsey. Oh, I didn't know it was competition. Yeah. Um, it is now. So, uh, <laughs> I, I, like I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier when we, when we were offline, um, this whole live sports, uh, t- poaching golfers from the PJ is like the best thing that I've ever seen happen to golf. Um, like I was saying about the Astros, like MLB needing a villain. I think the PGA needed a villain, and and this this kind of Saudi league is just the coolest thing to ever happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys saw Phil Mickelson's uh, um, press conference where he it was like it was very cringeworthy. It was clear the dude's just chasing money at this point. It's a pretty late career. Um, I just think that this is the coolest thing for golf, and I actually think that the um, I haven't gotten too deep into it, but I love the way that they, you know, it's like five man teams, match play, like golf needed to switch things up uh, to, to kind of get a shorter attention span crowd, quite frankly. Um, and, uh, and I just love what they're doing. Uh, and at the same time, I, I hate what Phil's doing. So it was a, it was a good week for golf. You know, I, I wholeheartedly agree with everything about you just said about the live, live golf. I love this league and not, not, not the, not the people who put it on, I love the yeah. idea of this league. This league is 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 very fun. And uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, Phil's press conference. Graham McDowell had a great, great, you know, presser as well. He was like, "Look, if I tried to do politics in every place I played golf, I'd never play golf, and I'd just be a p- politician." Like, there's yeah. no, there's no point to talk about this. You know what? If you're, if you think you can go win, and and be part of the top five and get your, you know, couple million dollars, go, go do it. But honestly, if you finish 48th, you get 190k. Sign yeah. me up. So I'll be there. Yeah. I'll, I'll finish 49th with my 20 over over par. Like you know, I'm gonna I'm, yeah. gonna, I'm gonna pick up a couple times. Like I love the I, I love the little golf thing. I'm glad you brought that up because that's yeah, it's a fun story. Um, honestly, don't have much for 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 rants this 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 time. I mean, that was my big one this last couple of weeks has been that. Uh, the only thing I have is this Brittany Griner situation that is still ongoing. Adam Silver for the first time finally spoke out about it. Honestly, the biggest PC conference uh, conference call I've ever heard. And it's just not good enough. Like, if anybody knows about the Brittany Griner situation, she's been in in jail in Russia for now going on six months, uh, five months actually, and it's not been picked up by very many major news sources. And the ones that do don't really cover it well. And it's it's shame that Adam Silver, who, if you guys don't know, NBA is partly owned by the W or owns the WNBA as well, so he is in, also in charge of the WNBA through his uh, through his role as the head of the NBA. So it is a, it is a shame that this hasn't been dealt with and really just doesn't continue to not really be talked about. Um, that's about the only thing I have taught to, to even mention uh, during crunch time. 
Absolutely as well too. Well, once again, Evan, I want to say thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. We learned a lot about the future, the past, the present of Colorcast, and I can't wait three years, five years, ten years onward and upward. It sounds like great. I can't wait to be all. Can't wait to continue to watch it grow as well too. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us and throwing out some hot takes there as well too. I think you outcrunched yeah. time Kelsey in the last few. Oh, weeks. by, by I far. Oh, wow, I think, feels, I think you outcrunched. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thanks, thanks for having me guys it, it was awesome you guys have been there since the beginning and i wouldn't want to be interviewed by uh by anyone else it was awesome thanks we appreciate it as always man it's a shame patricia couldn't make it unfortunately we'll get him on another time we'll get because i gotta talk yeah. i gotta talk soccer with tristan at some, at some point in time um mm-hmm. him being an arsenal fan as well we got to talk about the new u.s goalkeeper heading over there um so that's going to be a conversation for whenever we get him on mm-hmm. totally Absolutely. Well, hey, thank everybody for joining us. That will do it for this episode of the High Low Sports Podcast. Once again, thank you to Evan and the Colorcast team for everything they do and joining us as well, too. And we will see you guys again next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.